Social Work Planet podcast acknowledges the traditional owners of the land. We are grateful to be on this beautiful land of the people of the Kulin Nation, on which we record this podcast. We pay respect to their elders, past, present, and emerging. We also recognize and respect the dignity and uniqueness of each individual. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy this podcast episode. Hey everyone, welcome back to the fourth episode of our podcast. In today's episode, we are doing something different, as Veronica and I will be having a conversation about our experience as new social workers. Yeah, we thought it would be a great opportunity to share our experience of what it is like working as a social worker after we have graduated. We just had our graduation ceremony in March, which was very exciting. It really was very exciting. Um, even though we graduate. I mean, our graduation was in March, but I have been working as a social worker since December last year, and I'm really very proud to call myself a social worker. Indeed, it is a very fulfilling feeling to now be a social worker. I started working since last February as a hospital social worker in the inpatient ward. As for me, I am working in the outpatient rehabilitation center of a hospital. So um, we really want to share our experience as new graduates working in the field and how do we adjust to our role in the past few months. Yeah, so in my role as a hospital social worker in the inpatient ward, I primarily focus on the surgical ward. And in my role, I focus on conducting psychosocial assessments, um, liaising with patients, their families, and OCARIS to coordinate, um, facilitate, and also communicate patient treatment and outcome. I also work closely with the different multidisciplinary teams in planning and also discussing the appropriate discharge planning of the patients. Um, The discharge planning of each patient is not the same as each patient has different needs. Yeah, that's we know two cases are the same. Um, Unlike working in the ward as you do, my role as a social worker in the community rehabilitation team um, is to provide psychosocial support to patients who have been uh, discharged home. So I provide um, emotional support and assistance for them to assess uh, support service and really to ensure the quality of life at home is not compromised because of the changes in their health or mental health conditions. Mm, that's interesting to hear about our different tasks working as a social worker, even though we are both in the hospital system. Um, it would be great to hear from you on what your day-to-day looks like, Erica. Um, it's quite difficult to talk about a particular day, but usually I work on new referrals and mm. follow up with existing clients. So for new referrals, I will do a file review uh, or discuss with um, the multidisciplinary team before contacting the client, um, just to get to know a bit more about their medical conditions and also their progress um, with other therapists. Um, I will also check if there are any alerts or issues being flagged in the system. Then I will contact the client and um, to introduce myself and my social work role. Mm, that's similar to what I do as well. I usually work on the new referrals that I get and follow up on the ongoing patients. So I first go through the handover sheet from the ward and see which are the new referrals and which are the ongoing ones. Um, 
I also conduct a file review and when needed, have a discussion with the multidisciplinary team regarding the patient before meeting them. I will then meet the patient and I introduce myself and my role to the patient. Yeah, that's quite similar. Um, so what would you usually do with patients when you first meet them? Yeah, so um, I actually will first conduct the psychosocial assessment with the patient. And if the patient is unable to engage in a full conversation at the time, I would get their consent to speak with their next of kin to conduct the comprehensive psychosocial assessment. And for patients who will need translation, I will call up the translation service. And um, it depends on what the needs of the patients are. I support them by aliasing with the multidisciplinary team or referring them to appropriate support services um, to ensure that a safe discharge plan is done for the patient. Is that something mm -hmm. similar to what you do as well? Mm, it's similar, but different. Because mm. um, usually my first contact with clients would be a phone call um, to arrange a meeting. But depending on the situation, I will sometimes do an initial assessment, um, just like an initial needs assessment over the phone first, and then work on some urgent needs. Um, then I will arrange a meeting and do a comprehensive psychosocial assessment with them. Um, usually it would be a home visit as uh, most of my clients have some like functional impairments or functional decline because of their health conditions. And so mostly my um, appointments will be home visits. And then throughout the day, I will have follow-up phone calls to liaise with different parties. And also um, I will make different referrals to different uh, organizations for my patients as well. Mm, I guess that's one of the huge differences between working in the inpatient and outpatient as a social worker, because I don't um, do home visits. Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, but we still share a lot of similarities in our roles, I guess. Like um, you have said before about aliasing with the multidisciplinary team. Um, I also work very closely with them. So on some days, I have case conferences with the multidisciplinary team and we will discuss the progress of clients and also plan from a multidisciplinary approach. Same as me, I also attend case conferences with the multidisciplinary team to discuss the update of the patients and the discharge planning for the patients. After meeting each patient or contacting their family members or aliasing with the multidisciplinary team, I hand document the relevant information in the patient's files. Mm, so you need to handwrite case notes. Yeah. Do you not handwrite your notes as well? No, I complete all my case notes and documentation on the EML system, which is um, the electronic medical record system. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it's very convenient using the um, electronic system. And I don't need to worry about my handwriting too much. <laughs> um, uh, so I'm just wondering how actually has been the experience for you so far working in the ward? It definitely has been very rewarding and I have been enjoying my role. I'm really grateful to be supported by a great team of social workers who have been such amazing guides. I'm always learning so much from my senior social workers and my colleagues, which have been very good for my growth as a social worker. Uh, that's really excellent, Veronica. 
a supportive team is really important. Uh, for me, I'm also very blessed to have a really supportive social work team and started my social work career with them and in this position. Uh, I remember in the beginning, I got to shadow not only my supervisor, but also other senior social workers in different wards and community programs as well, uh, which was really an incredible experience for me as new graduate, um, because I got to know how the hospital system work and how different um, uh, professionals in a multidisciplinary team collaborate for the best patient outcome. And I really think that it has been a very steep learning curve for me in the past five months. And I have been practicing social work skills, theories that I learned from our Master of Social Work course in real practice, and also have new learnings every day from work. I can definitely relate to the steep learning curve. I will have to admit that in the beginning, it was quite overwhelming for me. As I tried to understand what my role was as a social worker, trying to understand how the system works and fitting it into a new role altogether. But I've learned that as with everything, it takes time and it is important to be patient with ourselves. I spent the first few weeks shadowing my senior social workers as well. And I now manage the caseloads mostly by myself and when needed, reach out to my senior social workers for support and assistance. Mm, good on you, Veronica. Uh, similar for me, with the support from my social work team, I'm also now managing a full caseload for my role. Um, I've been also enjoying my role because being able to empower clients and really seeing positive changes in their lives is very rewarding and satisfying. Um, you know, in outpatient, I have a longer time frame to work with my clients to support their adjustment to health after being discharged. Um, which could be a few months. Wow, a few months? That's different from the inpatient ward. Because um, in the inpatient ward, it's short-term intervention, which means working with patients in a shorter time frame. However, having said that, that despite the short intervention in our role, we ensure that there's a safe discharge plan for the patients. Mm, that's right. Um, so what are some examples of short-term interventions you would do in your role? Um, it actually varies from person to person, but most of my short-term intervention is making my aged care referrals for services such as cleaning um, or meals, there's grocery shopping or gardening, etc. I see. Um, yeah, I also do referrals to my aged care for my clients if they haven't got a home care package or uh, Commonwealth Home Support Program. But most of the time, my client have already got um, linked with my aged care. So in this case, my role is to liaise with the case manager um, of their home care package to ensure that they have enough support at home. And also at times, I advocate for support based on their new needs. Yes, I also liaise with case managers for some of my patients with a home care package and to update them with my client's current health condition and what our discharge planning looks like for the patient. Also, for some of the patients, so it depends on their needs, we would also refer them to the post-acute care service uh, on a case-by-case -case basis. So this is a service that is provided to patients once they are discharged home for a duration of four weeks. Some of my short-term interventions also include aliasing with 
the multidisciplinary team if it would benefit for the patient to be transferred to the GEM ward, which is known as the geriatric evaluation management. So my role in that is to organize the paperwork with the other multidisciplinary team members for the geriatrician to visit the patient and determine if the patients are appropriate for GEM. Mm. Yeah, I know some of my patients um, were discharged from GEM or discharged home with post-acute care services. So for me, my role is more about linking clients to community services, such as supporting them to navigate their NDIS system and gathering medical evidence for their NDIS access request, which requires um, liaison with uh, the clients treating professionals and also the NDIA, which is the National Disability Insurance Agency. The whole process might take a few months itself. So I also support them to assess interim support, such as making referrals to HEC, um, which is the home and community care program for young persons, or make a referral to Carer Gateway if they have a carer. Apart from that, I provide emotional support to both clients and their carers in their adjustment to health. Um, so my intervention might be a bit longer than in the ward. Mm, yes, I do provide short-term emotional support to families and also the patients. Um, I also link up support services that might be helpful for families that may be requiring some additional support. Yeah, I think we really work with a lot of different services and stakeholders to support not only clients or patients, but also their families in their adjustment to health. Hmm. Um, there are also many other aspects that I sometimes get exposed to in my role, such as family violence, um, elder abuse, financial abuse, or like family conflicts. And some of these issues might sometimes cause um, ethical dynamics. Yeah, I get what you mean. I similarly face that too in my role. And sometimes it can get a little challenging in trying to manage the ethical dilemmas being faced. At times, it is not easy to know what might be the best decision I would have to do in order to ensure the best outcome for the patients I work with. Mm, yeah, I can really relate to that. When situations become like intense, it could also be quite overwhelming as a social worker because we certainly want to be able to support our clients in the best way. That's right. And just on the topic of being overwhelmed, I think for me personally, it was difficult in the beginning not bringing back work home in the sense. I keep thinking back of the difficulties that my patients would have shared with me that they are going through or what the family members would have shared with me. I spent my time after work just mostly reflecting on those and I um, did not really manage my time after work looking after myself. So... um. Just on that, so what do you do as part of your self-care and looking after yourself? Yeah, it's very important to take care of ourselves because of the emotionally demanding nature of our work. Um, I found it very helpful to keep a professional journal for myself. Um, mm -hmm. Like writing down every day's learning and reflection is um, just like unloading some of the stress into the journal and then getting a refreshed mind. Um, I think it has been a very good strategies for me in doing self-care and it is also a very 
um, good way to do with practice practice. Yes, thank you for sharing and adding on on the reflective practice. I found it beneficial for me to have peer support. I found it helpful to have discussion with my peers and reflecting and debriefing on what's been going on, just like what we both have been doing. Um, and just being able to get that support from one another has been really so helpful for me. Yeah, exactly. Um, I feel like peer support is one of the most important things that we must build up in our early social work career because it is a safe space where we can share our thoughts and feelings. Um, I also try my best to maintain a professional boundaries between work and life. It's so important, but of course, as we all know, it's easier said than done. <laughs> That's exactly right. It can be really difficult to maintain a professional boundary between work and life. Sometimes I wish there was a switch that I can just turn on and off in balancing between work and life. I know. Um, speaking of the switch, I try to put in place a little ritual to switch myself off from work, like taking a shower or cooking for dinner. That's nice. And for me, after two months in the role, I slowly started to implement switching off myself from work when I get home by getting into a routine of taking care of myself and implementing strategies to allow me to relax and look after myself. So I usually spend my time watching Netflix shows to de-stress um, and also spend time with my family and friends. I tell myself till date to bring myself out for walk for fresh air, but I have not done it yet. <laughs> oh, I find sometimes it's really difficult to keep up with exercise, but it is a very useful self-care strategy for me because um, I really like practicing um, active mindfulness. When I'm swimming or running, I completely focus on my breath and muscle movements. And that really works like a F5 refresh button on a keyboard for me. Hmm, that's good to hear. As for me, I've also picked up reading as my hobby. I'm, I try to incorporate something new in my day-to-day as I can to change up my routine and to take care of myself. In saying that, I would like to still acknowledge that I'm not the best at looking after myself. And oftentimes that leads to burnout, but I try to ensure I do something that puts a smile on my face at the end of the day. Mm, I think sometimes we might need trial and error um, to just see which self-care strategy works for us and which is like suitable for us, which is not. Um, especially for long-term sustainability in the profession, I think putting in place some self-care techniques would be very vital for us. Yes, 100%, definitely. It might take time for us to trial to see which self-care strategies work for us, but definitely having that in place is essential. Well, we hope you have found this podcast today helpful in understanding what our experiences looks like as new graduates. If you have any questions to ask us, feel free to send us an email or leave a comment. We hope you have enjoyed this episode. Thank you for tuning in and supporting our podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to our Apple podcast, Spotify and YouTube channel and turn on the notification of our channel so that you won't miss out on the latest episodes. If you enjoy this podcast, feel free to leave a five-star rating or a review. It will really help this podcast to reach more people. Follow and get in touch with us on our Instagram, Facebook and LinkedIn pages. 
Don't forget to tune in once every two months to listen to us and experience to social workers talking about all things related to social work.